Carolina's Missing and Murdered. I'm Julie Calhoun. And I'm Adriana Seals. In our last episode, we talked about the early parts of the investigation and the searches for Heather Elvis. The community really came together and national organizations like the Q Center came in to help. Now, at this time, it is the end of January. Okay. Heather's story has gone national at this point. The reward for information has gone up to $30,000. Wow. She's been missing for well over a month. Hmm. Tammy Moore goes to talk to Ori County police about being harassed in connection to Heather's case. So when Tammy gets there, detectives also decide that to take a chance to talk to her about Heather's disappearance. Okay. Now, the timestamp on this interview recording says that the interview took place on January 27th, 2014. Okay. 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 Detective just kind of seems like, hey, you're here to report harassment, but we want to make sure you know about this. And, you know, of course, asking about that 1.30 in the morning phone call to Tammy that night. Again, that's something that investigators that we've seen in previous episodes and up to this point now, that is kind of a main point that they talk about a lot and ask about a lot. And so now they're asking Tammy about it. Um, here's the thing. When he made that call, and we have him on video that night, it's a completely different story. You were in the car, you weren't in the car. He says you were in the car. I don't have any reason to believe that you were, you were in the car. I mean, and you're getting hemmed up on a lot of this stuff yourself when you're the one who's getting cheated on. But you, don't, you guys don't understand. I had boyfriends. We had an open marriage. Okay. That's okay. I, don't, I, I could care less if he had sex with 100 people. Okay. All right. I mean, that doesn't really, it doesn't bother me. So. Okay. Okay, so if it's an open marriage, I guess you're not necessarily being cheated on. Um, but that's that's an interesting thing to hear. It was a definitely an interesting interaction because obviously the police officer is trying to be like, hey, you're getting caught up in this. You're the one being cheated on. Um, kind of seems like she's trying to empathize with Tammy maybe to get some information and then Tammy just to be like nope we have an open marriage it's fine I don't care like interesting and this this her saying that she's had boyfriends that's something that Sydney has said before or that mm -hmm. we've heard before too mm -hmm. so this is something to keep in mind throughout this episode because we will come back to this and police continue to focus on what Tammy may or may not have known about that 1 30 a.m phone call that Sydney made okay so the, the issue was when he made the call to her that night, were you in the truck waiting for um, he went to the... I was with phone? him in the truck all night. Yes, I was there, but I don't I don't know what your... The phone call, I don't know what that is. I know she called our phone. Well, he, he called her. I mean, the phone records indicate that he called her from that payphone. And we have a picture of him at the payphone calling her. 
things. I know she called there, or I know there were two phone calls, and I heard heard the girl speaking, and he never lied about those, because I was there when he told them that there were six phone calls made to our phone that night. Yeah, on um, the ones from the cell phone. I'm talking about from the pay phone. Did he tell you that he called her from the pay no, phone? No, he didn't tell me that. Because, see, that's what's causing the, the huge problem here, because he, after not having any contact with her for quite some time, he called her that night, okay. and that's very strange to us. And, and I'm not, I know you don't trust anybody, and, and rightfully so. I saw all the stuff that happened with the phone. So, Tammy is with Sydney all night, mm-hmm. and doesn't know anything about this payphone call? Correct. She's claiming that she knew nothing about it. That's interesting. So I also I also think it's interesting. Um, the detective points out that uh, she even said after not having any contact with her for quite some time, he called her, Sydney called Heather that night. So I think that's an interesting thing too because – why would you reach out to a person that you haven't talked to in a really long time that for months you broke up with? Why would you just suddenly go and be like, hey, what's up? Like from a payphone, Right. There's so many questions here. Right. And she's not the only investigator who thought that same thing. I mean, if you remember in Sydney's interview, that was something that investigators, when they were questioning him, just couldn't let go. Right. And they question him about that multiple times right something also to note before we get to um, another part of her interview so earlier when they talked about those hotel records they were right in front of tammy like we Mm -hmm. said tammy asked to take a photo of them interesting and the detective letter so i just thought that was something interesting uh to note that's i could see i could see doing that like if police presented me with something that could be potentially like hurtful to my relationship with somebody that they may or may not be interested in um you know to kind of help either them make a point or just to inform me hey did you know that this was going on then I would I'd probably want to take a picture of it too so I could go later and be like hey what is this but that's me right well the detective continues to ask her about that phone call you understand what I'm saying though about the phone call? He's not telling you the whole story because he did call, and I, I mean, and I'm not bluffing you because this could be proven so easily. I don't even want you oh, to make a statement. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. If he called her, he had a reason to also. I'm so, saying that you know. night. Do you see where we're, we're coming from on there being some reason that we have to look into the situation? It's also interesting to me because it seems like. Obviously, Tammy is saying she doesn't know about this phone call, but she's definitely defending and and backing Sydney up. Yeah. She doesn't seem angry about, oh, I didn't know that he called her or anything like that to the detective. She's like, oh, well, he must have had a reason to. Yeah, she's very cool through this whole thing so far. Mm -hmm. So that's, I'm interested to know what that reason possibly is if we ever find out or we ever know. Yeah, I mean, we know what Sydney claims the reason is, but Mm -hmm. again, I don't know if we'll ever truly know. Uh, Tammy then goes to say that she understands, but she also wants the police to help her family because they are being threatened. So Mm -hmm. remember, that's the whole reason why she even came to police. And police said they only brought it up because they want to make sure that Tammy is fully informed about what's going on. 
Tammy then says that she has looked into text messages herself. Oh. I know people, if they want to try and make me mad, I'd love to see the text messages. You know, I paid to see them myself because I wanted to see what was more to it. But I didn't see anything except you know, her begging for coffee and you know, talking about her boyfriend. So, oh, yeah, on the, the relationship. So. Interesting. So, Tammy didn't, Tammy makes it seem like she didn't really see much there mm -hmm. at least that's how I interpreted that mm -hmm. um except her begging for coffee and talking about her boyfriend that doesn't seem to me that there is like anything in like within those text messages that Tammy says that she looked at um that would have been like anything um indicating that there could have been something more serious going on mm -hmm. so but yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm curious as to when she looked up those text messages. Again, that's not information that we have, but I'm kind of curious the timeline on that because did she look to get those text messages after the investigation started when Heather went missing or did she look for those text messages when she found out about Heather and Sydney's relationship? Right. I don't know. Something, <laughs> we, something we may never know, but that's a question that I have. It seems fair. Detectives continue to talk to Tammy about that phone call, and they tell Tammy that Sydney says he told her about the call from the payphone. Tammy, in turn, defends her family. Phone call is, is the, the, the issue that I wanted to make sure that you knew about. He says that you knew that he was calling her that night. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, I might be wrong. You might have known that. But, again, she's defending her family, and she is sticking up for Sydney. Uh, Sydney tells me everything. We don't have secrets. You know, I mean, that's, that's the weird thing. People are like, oh, my God, you're so evil. But if something's not working and you're trying to make your marriage work, and one of the agreements is, you know, see what you want to see if it feels better if you're with someone else. I'm sorry I'm not traditional. I can't help that. I can't change that. That's just... And regardless, you know, if my husband screwed 7,342 women, my kids don't deserve to be threatened, no, ever. That they shouldn't be brought into this. So, I mean, this girl, I'm, I can tell you just by, as an outsider looking at the Twitter, which I didn't know existed until all this went down, she's not right. She's not normal. I was 20. I, I partied with bands constantly. I wasn't that kind of girl. And believe me, I had the friends to make me that kind of girl, and I didn't do it. So... There's something not right with her. So she's, I mean, and again, I don't know the inner workings of their relationship or anyone's relationship, but she's painting to police that they don't have secrets. They have an open marriage. Everything's fine. She doesn't care if he sleeps with a ton of women. I mean, she does make a good point that her children don't deserve to be threatened because they don't. No, like they're not involved in this at all. They, they don't deserve that at all. Right. But she also then goes on to negatively bash Heather. Yes. So in one statement, you're saying, I don't care how many women he sleeps with. And then your next breath is speaking negatively about the woman that your husband, who you're allegedly in an open relationship with, slept with. Right. Then um, it, you're contradicting yourself. You may not be directly contradicting yourself, but this is a contradiction. Right. A lot of things don't track in that. Exactly. But again, I don't know their relationship and it's it's hard to speculate and speak to 
you know, the inner workings of someone's marriage, but that's just kind of what stuck out to me in that. No, I, I agree. The detective then continues to ask her about that payphone call. Again, that's really kind of a lot of the questions throughout this interview, but also asking, you know, if she knows why Cindy would call her. Hmm. Do you know, do you have any idea what he would be calling her about that? Well, just about, Um, you know, he made the call and there was more to things than just backseat the cars. But the marriage, all that stuff, I don't care. We're, we're looking at just from a relationship standpoint. Right. It, you know, I'm not assuming that anything's happened to this girl. She could be running around for all. That's what I'm thinking, too. She could just be, but that's, he doesn't want me. It's like, here, buddy, deal with this. But I've thought about that, too. The last person who talked to her, I just... Well, something yeah. was brought up today. Okay, the six phone calls made, you know, in the 3 o'clock hour. The first two were blocked. Mm-hmm. We're assuming the first one was her because the second one was definitely her. She spoke. Maybe, just maybe, you know, this telephone thing they're involved in was the last four phone calls that we did not answer. Why would she hide the first two and then the four were showing her Well, this phone number stuff didn't ha- start happening until just recently. Last, you know, from the time you guys got back from the vacation. She's referring to the phone calls that Heather made to Sydney the night that she disappeared. Mm. And she definitely heard Heather on the phone for one of those calls. Mm -hmm. That call at 3.17 a.m. And then the next time she calls Sydney is 3.41 a.m. and she's never heard from again. Right. That's, That's a very, that's a very interesting That's an interesting thing. So I also think it's interesting. The detective kind of takes us back to um, like this, all these phone calls weren't happening until recently. You know, communication Mm -hmm. didn't start again until recently after their vacation. So it seems like police know at this point there is, there was a point where communication between Sydney and Heather stopped, which makes sense if you break up with a person you stop Mm -hmm. communicating with them and then now you're just kind of talking again so especially after this vacation yes so the vacation gets brought up again we heard about that from sydney earlier in his interviews with police Mm -hmm. now just a reminder for everyone every document and information that we present here in our podcast was uh, presented in court Mm -hmm. now according to gps records from investigators the moors went on a vacation from november 21st to december 12th 2013 now heather and sydney's relationship ended end of october early november Okay. So right not long after their relationship ends, they go on this family vacation. The Moors take a cross-country drive. They go from South Carolina to California. Mm-hmm. They spend some time in Disney, and Sydney said in interviews to police that they also use that time to work on their relationship, which him is, and Tammy. Which is something we heard in the Sydney interview previously, where he said that they were taking that time and... Like that he cried and she cried and she may have slapped him around a little bit. He said that. Um, so 
Yeah, he also said during that time while he was driving, Tammy had his cell phone. And during that time, Tammy was also texting other people about their relationship, according to phone records. And investigators say Tammy is texting a number associated with Christine Johnson. Seemed like one of her girlfriends talking about her relationship with Sydney and kind of where things stand. Okay. In these text messages, I'm going to be reading the messages from Tammy. So the messages written by Tammy. Yes. And I will be reading the messages from her friend responding. You think I look good enough to start dating again? Shut up about dating again. You love your husband. You guys are adorable together. I do not love him. He betrayed me, and I will never, ever forgive or forget it. Trust me, there's zero love on my end. I effing hate him. So Tammy continues to text this person throughout their trip and continues to talk about dating again and how she had even turned down other men in the past. Now, this is just those messages while they're on this family vacation working on their marriage. And it's just super interesting that she basically saying that she hates Sydney and she'll never forgive him or forget it. Meanwhile, she's telling police that they have this open marriage and open relationship and he, she doesn't care if he sleeps with people. And Sydney's also saying that during this vacation, they were also working on their marriage. If you hate a person like, Tammy seems to say, you know, I do not love him. Why would you decide to put in the effort to work on this marriage? That's my question. And I can understand feeling that way after you have your spouse has cheated on you. Even if you are trying to work through things, you're going to, I can see going through ebbs and flows of feelings of wanting to make it work hating them, being angry. Those are normal feelings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it just seems contradictory to me about how upset that she seems in text messages about it compared to what she claims and tells police. Right. And Tammy continued to text her friend all throughout that trip. Now he has to stay chained to the bed until further notice while I live my life as a single woman. It's all good. Have hope that things will be okay after and after I enjoy my single year. Documents we obtained also show Tammy's web search history during that trip, which was pretty interesting. She searched the magic eight ball and asked, was Sydney in love with his whore? Wow. Okay. Her web history also shows her searching and visiting web pages for cougar life. Which makes sense because she said she wanted her single year and that she had turned down, you know, prospects from other men in the past. So she, Sydney, slept with someone else. Obviously, she's wanting to get back out there herself. That could also make sense, too, with their open marriage thing. Um, So, interesting. So lastly, another thing that prosecutors believe to be significant enough to include is Tammy searching on December 11th, 2013, when the next moon phase is. Like the moon in the sky? Yes. So this is pretty interesting because 
we heard in earlier testimony and even even Heather's father that the moon stuck out to them that night around the time that Heather disappeared, that it was very bright. That was the one thing that they noticed or one thing they could even really see mm-hmm. at Peachtree Boat Landing. Because, oh yeah, because the way that they had described the landing was it was the darkest, most desolate place in Horry County. Um, and... That night, it would have been, it was a full moon on December 17th, um, according to the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. So I figure there's a couple of different reasons why a person might want to search moon phases. Um, You know, if you Google moon phase, a whole bunch of things are going to come up. You know, your current, what is the moon doing that day that you're searching? Um, I Googled the moon on um, December 17th, 2013, um, to see what it was doing right before this episode. And that's how I found out it was a full moon. And then, like, on the 18th, it was at 98%, which is, like, the closest it can be to full without it being full. Um, But as far as why a person would search moon phases, that comes up in so many different parts of life and belief and things like that. Um, So the moon has relevance in things like astrology, Um, Mm -hmm. your zodiac sign. Mm -hmm. You also have like a moon sign that helps determine your personality if you believe in things like that. Um, It's also important in yoga. Um, Different phases can have different effects on your body. Um, It can can impact your chakras if that's a thing that you believe in. Um, It even comes up in different forms of spirituality Mm -hmm. and has significance in various religions, Um, even the more pagan religions like Wicca. Um, so you can, so the moon has significance, so many different things mm-hmm. on the science level, the moon plays a huge role for our planet. Um, NASA says that the moon basically makes the earth a more livable planet, um, based on like its gravity. It moderates how the planet wobbles on its axis, which impacts things like our, um, our climate. It helps stabilize things that way we don't have like fire on one end of the planet and freezing sub-zero temperatures on the other end um even though it can seem like that sometimes um everything's pretty much even with each other we don't have like those dire extremes that would make our planet unlivable um and then it also the moon can also affect tides Mm -hmm. so it has to do with gravity and the sun and the sun's rays and the warmth and the pull and the moon's gravitational pull in relation to the earth and all that sorts of stuff, kind of like what we see with the king tides on the South Strand. Right, right. Yeah, the moon definitely plays into tides in our area. I mean, we are surrounded by water, mm-hmm. so water and tides and moons are something that's a, a big deal here, but definitely something interesting that she searched, and the moon has a lot of different meanings. So yeah. I, fa- I found that interesting myself. Moving back to that interview with police, Tammy says she doesn't know if things were happening again between Sydney and Heather. I don't know if it did or not. I, I mean, the phone call that she made, I don't know for a fact that she called. The only one I heard her speaking was the second one. So the last four could have been the same situation where someone was prank calling you last night. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. I don't know that. I mean, maybe you can figure that out, but I don't know that. Okay. So, yeah, Tammy 
Tammy says that she doesn't know who all was on all of those phone calls. Right. And I mean, I, I guess this kind of brings us back to why she was even there in the first place, which is because of harassment. Mm hmm. And detectives want to be sure they pursue investigating the harassment and that Tammy was not involved in that phone call. Well, I guess what I'll, what we'll do is we'll just... They've already talked to Cindy about it, and I don't know what they, what he told them, but, I mean, that's his place. I mean, that's not me to explain that. That's his place to explain that. Well, just as long as I, I needed to know before I pursued anybody for any of these phone calls to you that you did not know or were not involved in that phone call at 1.30 in the morning. I wasn't involved in a phone call at 1.30 in the morning. Or, or 30, that you knew no. that he was calling her at 1.30 in the morning. You didn't know that? Yeah. I was just trying to verify what, um, he, what was told to us. Is Joseph Dorio an actual police officer? He is Joe Dorio. He's a sergeant down okay. there at the South Precinct. Well, this is who wrote this report, okay. and I just I would really like to get a copy of that since they were. All right, we'll go ahead and get that. Okay. Um, that's the one where he's named the suspect. He's right here. He's saying he's a suspect in something. And it was on 120, 2014 at 1:53 a.m. It's a showing up here. So that pretty much wraps up her interview with police. Again, her just adamantly saying that she didn't have anything to do with that pay phone call at 1.30 in the morning right before Heather disappeared. Okay. So again, that interview was on January 27th. Okay. On January 28th, according to previous reporting by News 13, two men were arrested for interfering with the case. Okay. So after that, everything seems to be calm and quiet until the next month february begins mm -hmm. and terry elvis says he was harassed by two men who claimed to have taken heather mm -hmm. and then a few weeks go by and then a big moment and the case comes according to previous reporting sydney and tammy moore are taken into custody on february 21st or 22nd their home is searched and they are both charged with kidnapping and the disappearance of Heather Elvis. In our next episode, we go into the Moore's arrest and what additional charge came soon after they were arrested for kidnapping. And remember, you can watch our podcast, Carolina's Missing and Murdered, online at WBTW.com or listen wherever you find your podcasts.